Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Crowdfunding for social causes is quickly gaining in popularity. Used strategically, crowdfunding helps nonprofits build meaningful engagement, inform their work, spread their messages, and expand their donor base to increase their overall funding and impact. Steve Mestry is the marketing consultant for Giving Trail, a crowdfunding platform created especially for nonprofits to raise money for charitable projects. They help nonprofits raise small amounts of money from a large number of people who are reached through the vast social networks of family, friends, and colleagues to support projects they believe in. You can check them out at givingtrail.org. Well, Steve, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Since crowdfunding is still a relatively new concept and many nonprofits face the same questions when considering it for the first time, let's first talk about Giving Trail and how you guys help nonprofits first determine if running a crowdfunding campaign makes sense for them. Sure. Well, what we're really after here is to be able to connect the donors donation with a known outcome. So the idea behind the website is that a charity, um, any charity really, it doesn't have to just be a 501c3. It can be anything from a a school or a Boy Scout troop or a a government agency like a volunteer fire department or a parks department needs needs to get something specifically done. So they would come to the website and post a project, and in that project it would include it would include a picture, a video, and then a detailed description of what you're doing and who benefits. Along with that, we want to see a line item detailed budget. So the donor can very quickly do their due diligence and decide that's been well thought out and is something they want to support. So that is how the initial um, part works for the charitable organization. Now, what this really is designed to do is also is to really empower the donor to be able to become a champion for that cause very quickly and very easily. So the way that would work is if you make a donation, then there's really easy-to-use tools there to share it on social media, be it Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever um, that person is using. Um, But also to email people. That's the most effective, quite honestly. Social media, I think, really gets the word out and creates an awareness. But that email to family and friends or like-minded people with a, with a direct ask basically saying, hey, I donated and wanted to make you aware of this, um, that's really powerful in getting many small donations to get them across the finish line. Right. Well, but, you know, a lot of nonprofits, you know, they're busy. They're trying to pay the rent and, you know, they feel overwhelmed already with trying to spend the bulk of their day raising funds. And so how do you move someone that, you know, really is not considered a crowdfunding campaign, which seems big and onerous and a lot of work, to really give it some consideration? So talk just a little bit about the benefits, and I'm sure nonprofits approach you and go, wow, does this really apply to me? Well, yeah, absolutely. And so if you compare this to the model that they use now, where they do off-mission fundraisers, let's just pick on golf tournaments right now. Okay, 
that's, number one, it's off mission. It's, they're only doing that so that they can fund their mission. But in going through that process, you have to plan the golf tournament, which means a lot of staff time. You have to market it, and, uh, and then you have to execute on it. So, and then a big percentage of what they make is going to pay for the golf tournament. The beauty of crowdfunding is they're actually staying on mission. They're planning their mission. So, and it lowers the fundraising costs. We charge 6%, which includes all the banking credit card fees. So it's just razor thin how much they're actually really going to pay. And there's no risk because there's no sign-up fees. There's no monthly fees. It's just from first dollar that comes in. And, you know, that golf tournament is a risk because it could rain or there could be a competing event. So there's no guarantee that that's even going to be that, that well, profitable. Well, you can only form. have so many people. So right. most tournaments, you know, 144 golfers, you're maxed out at 144, right? <laughs> right. But not only that, you know, the, the, the whole goal here is to really connect that donor's donation with a known outcome. So in the golf tournament, it's you're not really letting people be in touch with what their donation is doing. It's only just you know that it goes into this, what I call the black hole, which is they do good things, but you don't have any verification that the money was well thought out, well spent, and actually spent for the intended purpose. Now, the real kicker to this website, which is different than others, is we we do hold them to their feet to the fire and that they're required to come back and post the results once that project is completed, at which point the website will automatically email the donors and say, come in and take a look, and, and you can give them a rating. So if you're passionate about that, you can give them a positive rating and even maybe an attaboy, you know, for, for doing a good job and, and accomplishing something that is needed in society. All right. Well, there's obviously, as this becomes more known, crowdfunding, certainly we know it in the for-profit world, and now it's really what a great tool for the nonprofit. We're really designed, I think, better for the nonprofit world than the for-profit world because it reaches so many people. And so as, you know, nonprofits are starting to think about this, I really like what you said. It keeps them on mission because you're not out doing all this other stuff. But bottom line is, again, is this going to take a lot of work for me to put a campaign together? What are, and we're going to talk about, I think, in our next segment, really those steps that you help people understand to build a very successful campaign. I still want to kind of help our nonprofits or people that are on boards for nonprofits or volunteers of nonprofits to really give this some consideration to go, wow, maybe this is a great way for us to really build out and reach potential new donors, et cetera. So from the benefit standpoint, besides me staying on mission, what are some of the other results or attaboys that people have received by by fundraising through a crowdfunding platform? Well, I, I don't think there's hardly uh, much of a comparison as far as the efficiency is concerned with, you know, current fundraising mechanisms. Uh, again, most of all of those mechanisms are off-mission, which means they're, they're not planning what they're doing. They're planning a mechanism to fund what they do. So this really locks them in. And in effect, when you use this website, there are really four pages to post a project. And once you've done that, um, you've basically done a mini business plan on a per-project basis. And you in the business world know how important good planning is to have success. 
So that just that alone, even if they don't bring in any money from their campaign, is going to be helpful in increasing their efficiency. That truly is the net goal of this website, is to increase their efficiency. So by locking them on target as far as being able to plan what they do, which they're going to do in the course of their everyday business life anyway, or you know the life of that nonprofit's um, uh, mission, um, by focusing on that, it's really no additional time to use this website. All right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Steve Mestry, who is the marketing consultant for Giving Trail. It is a crowdfunding platform. And Steve, I'm on the board for the Alliance for Nevada Nonprofits. We're the statewide organization that helps nonprofits. And you were at our recent and conference that we held in Reno. That's how we met. Give me a little bit of history about the why behind you started Giving Trail, because again, it's it's really for the nonprofit sector. Right. So the why here's the why. Okay, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. And a big part of being in business, I believe, is giving back to your community because our community is what we make it. Bottom line, it's not somebody else's job. It's our community. So in in looking at current fundraising mechanisms that the charitable world does, as a, as a philanthropist, as a donor, um, I get really kind of disappointed when that thing comes in the mail that says, give us money because we do good things. And they do. But the problem is there's no transparency. There's no accountability. Your money just goes into this dark hole. And that doesn't create an attachment between a donor and their community necessarily. So you take a look at that, and then you take a look at the inordinate amount of time that nonprofits spend off-mission trying to raise money, and uh, the inefficiencies are tremendous. Well, three years ago, when crowdfunding just got really going, um, the idea came to me. I was actually past president of the Downtown Rotary Club, and I saw how valuable it is to connect a donor's donation with a known outcome. And I kind of put two and two together and said, you know what, this is just something that needs to happen because the efficiencies and the, the win-win here are, are so great that I truly believe that crowdfunding is going to become the preferred mechanism of fundraising ultimately. Um, you know, it's a brand new technology, really. I mean, but it's a very disruptive technology. It's a complete different way of doing things, which I, I love that model anyway, right? I mean, something comes along and just blows everything up and, and creates an efficiency. And, and it, so it will take a little while for charities to, to figure it out. We tried to make it as, you know, as user-friendly um, to use so that they just follow the, the plan, A, B, C, D, and boom, you're there. And uh, along with the advice of how to use it effectively, and we've really learned. We just, we really just came out of beta with this. Uh, it took three years to to create it. Um, we were in beta for about ten months. We did about six or seven um, organizations. We learned a lot. There, it's it works extremely well when you use it properly. All right. And so for all of us right now, our mailboxes are inundated with that charitable donation request for organizations that we may know or may not even know about. And certainly many of us are over the the gala. I don't want to go to another rubber chicken dinner. I'm over it. And so this is a phenomenal way for people to really do something and be a little unique because you said it's it's a brand new technology. It's really new for the nonprofit sector. Absolutely. And so with that in mind, I would say if you, if you are a charitable organization or um, you're trying to accomplish something for the community, 
Uh, by the way, I, I do need to say that we do not do business causes, we don't do individual causes, and we don't do politics. So those are things that we'll, we'll not uh, allow to go through. Giving Trail is a 501c3, so it is a, uh, the donation actually goes to Giving Trail and it becomes restricted funds, in essence, for the organization. Um, so we end up doing all the paperwork for them as well, so they never really get out of compliance with that IRS 501c3 if that's what their category is, um, so they don't jeopardize that. Right. But you said you also, this is great for all types of organizations that are trying to raise funds. In fact, when we were, before we even started, you were talking about the fact that this is great for clubs or the Boy Scouts or anyone, right? Yeah, you know, (laughs) one of the things is I really was designing it uh, initially to help service organizations because I see the power that um, service organizations bring in helping communities um, uh, become a little kinder and softer. And individuals, I think, grow when they belong to service organizations, quite honestly. Honestly. So the idea here was to use it more as a, um, as a tool for recruitment, to be honest with you. And here's kind of the hidden message there is that if you post a project that needs volunteers, and by the way, this does facilitate the volunteer deal, then when it comes time to execute and do that project, you have your members invite people to come in, and then they actually see your club through service, not through, hey, we're doing a, a fundraiser or uh, necessarily come to a meeting. So that breaks down those barriers, right, because we all have this comfort bubble around us. Right. So you go and you say, hey, I really Really like what you're doing and wow what a nice group of people and they are trust me people that are willing to join service organizations are great people to work with it's universal it doesn't matter what's rotary lions kiwanis they're they're just really a lot of fun people out there and uh and you get a lot of joy out of making a better com- creating a better community working with these people and making new friends of, of really super high quality folks as well awesome well we have to go to break we come back i'm going to pick up with steve mestre who is a marketing consultant for Giving Trail. Check them out at givingtrail.org. And we're going to actually talk about, as you mentioned before, there's a beginning and an end to an effective crowdfunding campaign. And we're going to find out what that is. This is Todd Henry, author of The Accidental Creative. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a prosperous new year. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Andy Cassidy from Junk King, Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you call us, Junk King, Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully licensed and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. This is Diane Seek. Speaker, author, and mindfulness coach. I want to wish everyone listening to the Sherry Hill Show a happy holiday and a prosperous new year. Nonprofit crowdfunding is changing the landscape in online fundraising. 
As more and more donors are being exposed to crowdfunding for products and services, they'll expect your nonprofit's fundraising to shift towards those approaches as well. One of the first decisions is which crowdfunding platform to use since there are many, all featuring different business models. Today, my guest is Steve Mestre, marketing consultant for Giving Trail, a local 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting and supporting the charitable works of other organizations by using the power of the internet. Their website is givingtrail.org. So Steve, glad you're here with me today. Thank you for having me. It makes sense that a crowdfunding campaign is a distinct fundraising effort with a clear beginning and end. The best campaigns have a fundraising goal that's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So how does your organization, Giving Trail, help nonprofits go through the necessary steps to create a successful crowdfunding campaign? Okay, so you're an organization. Let's say you're a PTA, and you need to raise money for computers in the school. So that would be a project that is a specific project. So you would come to the website and register your PTA organization first, and we, you'll get a phone call, and we make sure that you're truly a charitable organization because we don't do businesses or individuals or political causes. And after you're registered, then you would create a project, and that project would be obviously we need to raise computers for our, our school. So you would um, then put together a description with a detailed line item budget. So if you need 10 computers and software and all those kind of things so the donor can see exactly where their money's going, um, you're going to have a fundraising time period, which we're finding is usually around 90 days uh, is kind of the average, but it just depends. It can be a really huge project that might need six months, or it could be very, very small, which could be a month or two weeks. <clears throat> so then um, after you're done, there's going to be a time when those computers will be installed. And once that happens, then you're going to put the project completion date in the website. So the website is automatically programmed to ping you with an email saying, okay, your project should be done. It's time to come back and tell your story. And you can do that with a video or a picture with a written description. And uh, the idea here is to connect the donor with the known outcome so that the next time they'll be more likely to donate. You know, something I learned that was really interesting is that 90 cents out of every dollar is a one-time donation. And I truly believe the reason for that is because you never made the connection that the donation did something. And if you go back and you want to foster a, a loyal donor base, then making that connection is the key. And so after that um, project completion date happens and you have a week and we're going to automatically email the donors and say, come in and take a look at what happened. And so we hold their feet to the fire because if they don't, uh, donors can give them a rating. And they can say, hey, great job, or I'm very disappointed that you didn't tell me what you did with my money. So in the first segment, you talked about, you know, this, this requires a plan. And by the time you're done going through this process, you've really kind of outlined, like you said, here's, our, here's the fundraising goal, the dollar amount we're trying to achieve, whether it's to raise actual dollars to buy computers or just keep the lights on, right? doesn't really matter. So I have had to kind of lay that out in a timeline. I have to really be clear about what this project is. Is it this point that maybe some videos need to be developed to tell the story more effective? I mean, how, how do you determine each campaign? Because they all got to be different. Yeah, and that's what makes a website so fun because I kind of liken it to creating a video camera for the first time. 
you know, we create the tool, you create, you create the content. So tell your story. I mean, not only tell your story at the front end, but make sure you come back and tell it at the back end and let people know. I'll give you a great example of what, uh, uh, one that we did in beta. Um, Desert Research Institute and World Vision, is, they're doing a water project in Ghana. So they are going to drill a well, and they were, they were fully funded and through the website. Uh, they will drill a well, and then they will videotape the effect on that tribe of people who um, now their um, girls can go to school who have been fetching water all day. And the mothers can now take care of their families, and infant mortality will drop significantly. I mean, this is really major life and death impactful stuff. And if they do a videotape of that, and you made a donation, you forgot about it because you did it nine months ago or ten months ago, and all of a sudden you get a reminder email and you go in and you look at that, well, what's the likelihood that you would donate to them the next time they want to do the project? Can you see how powerful that that is? Absolutely, because you're engaging me. This is about engagement, obviously. And empowerment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you now, the next time they do a project, you, you know, maybe, maybe you're really passionate about it. Here, I'll give you a great example. Let's say, for example, that you suffer from some disease like um, arthritis or cancer of some type. Um, and a professor um, were to post a project to try and further research in that area. Well, right now, um, you know, it's what do you do? I mean, you maybe give it to some national organization and 40% goes off the top and maybe some pennies of it actually get to research. Now you can donate directly to that researcher's research and you're passionate. So you can, you can um, hit all your social media. You can drive it through emails to your family and friends with a passionate plea. Um, it's a really effective way to organize resources to get to an answer and empower people to to further the cause. So it could be... I mean, a donation could be as simple as a quid pro quo. You're on a you're a board of director on a nonprofit, and you and you send out some emails, and you've donated to their organization, so it's a reciprocation. Or maybe you do business with them, and so they want to make sure they get on that donor list, so you see that you're supporting things that you believe in. Or you could strike a chord with somebody, and they actually really do believe in that particular cause, and you just made them aware of it and gave them the opportunity to donate to it. So once the if you think about the cycle of this website, you as a director, your job was to go get donors. Now it's the executive director to tell the story, to seal the deal with that donor so that they build a relationship and maybe come back and become a second or a third or a fourth or a passionate donor. Right. So how much flexibility, because I, you know, as you're talking about this, I think of, you know, wedding registries where I can go in and go, you know, they've put out a whole list of here's everything we want from, you know, salad bowls to new champagne flutes or whatever, and I can go and pay for that and know that's exactly what I'm donating to. Is Are campaigns, are they flexible like that to where I can go, we want to build a school. We need desks, we need chairs, we need pencils, we need computers, and then I can go and say, oh, I want to buy the pencils for the school. Well, it's not that specific. It's specific in that if they broke that down into desks and pencils, and that's what you were donating to, you would know that, that mm-hmm. they would show we bought desks and pencils. Uh, not very exciting, but um, but anyway, it's really going to tie the donation to a project, and those line item budgets are going to be in there. So you'll know what you're paying for effectively, and you'll be able to determine as a donor, hey, is this a real value? I mean, if, if you were raising money for computers and you said each computer costs ten grand, well, you probably wouldn't 
go mm. along with that. But if they said each computer is $600, then you'd say, yeah, that's roughly what computers cost, so this is well thought out and that's reasonable, so I'm going to support that. I think one of the biggest problems in charity and charitable giving is that if the money is perceived to go into a black hole, it, it, it can potentially create mistrust. Like, oh, they're paying their executive director way too much. or they're, No. Now what this does is ties your donation to a specific outcome. It's so that you're tying their productivity to their fundraising, which is the same thing we do in the private sector when you own a business. So it's really applying private sector principles to the nonprofit world so the donor knows the value of the product that they are paying for. Right. So through this campaign, this project process, I as the nonprofit am really having to look at what do my social media platforms look like? What is it I'm really trying to raise money for? When do I need it? And then, as you said, the accountability built on the back side, so there is an actual beginning and an end. So my guess is that nonprofits become better organized when they go through this process. Yeah, well, it forces them to because there's four pages. You fill out page one, and you can't go to page two until page one is done. And so by the time you pop out at the other end, it's pretty self-explanatory, pretty easy. I mean, it really, truly is easy. Um, you've done that business plan, and you've created a, a, a platform in which you can drive donors so that they can get quality information about what are you doing and who benefits, what's it going to cost, and what is the timeline with the verification Ultimately, they'll come back and post the results so the donor will know that their money was spent for the intended purpose. It completely closes that loop and personalizes the donation. Right, but the opportunity for me as a nonprofit to make sure that my Facebook or all my social media sites, my website, everything's tight. It's looking good. It matches. It makes sense. It's sharing our mission. And so it's one of those where, you know, this is a phenomenal process, but it really does prior to help nonprofits tighten up the ship, I would say. Well, it can certainly <laughs> – You can okay, so the way this works is that once you've posted a project on our website, givingtrail.org, um, you're going to have a link, and you're going to be driving people to that link, which is your page within the website. So a donor isn't going to come in through the front page of the website. They're going to come into your page, your turf. And by the way, your donors are your donors. We don't share those with anybody else. I mean, we protect that with – the utmost of, of uh, privacy and secrecy because you've worked hard to earn those donors, okay? And and donors, if they come in, they can donate in the name in their personal name. They can donate in honor of somebody. They can donate anonymously or for businesses, which is a really smart move, is to donate in the name of the business. And the reason I say that is, you know, we, we get all the back-end statistics on these. The second most visited page in volume is the donor list. People want to know who else is supporting this cause. And I think maybe for a couple of reasons. Um, one of them is, are these people I know? And if my friends are doing it, then it's probably a good bet, right? And, uh, and of course, curiosity about who else is supporting something I believe in. Right, exactly. And what a great way for businesses, especially this is perfect year end, and those charitable <coughs> contributions that you could write off on your tax return. This is the time, folks. And so, what a great way to really figure out if this nonprofit organization, it doesn't, we're not just talking about 501c3s, we're talking about all nonprofits, the C1 through whatever's except political. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And so 
to really help them move to another level. And what I love, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the business planning. So I keep coming back to this is really going to help organizations become a better organization as far as telling their story, as far as being held accountable, for actually really thinking through what is it you need, right? <laughs> yeah, and not only that, but but really getting the word out. So, you know, okay, so they all need to make money, but let's say, for example, you your services are you provide uh, um, drug counseling for teens or something like that. Well, if there are so many organizations in this community that are doing great things, but you don't even know they exist. So if you see this originally on, say, Facebook, now you become aware that there's an organization that does that. It may be you need it, or it may be that your neighbor needs it, and they don't even know the organization exists. So it really helps connect people. And so there's a huge benefit there that, that is, you know, it's hard to measure what that is. But it, it is going to connect people with, with people who provide services to the needs of the community in a very efficient way. Raising that awareness, it doesn't cost them anything. That's the beauty of it. Well, it also makes me as a donor more excited to be able to sit in my pajamas and make a donation and not have to get dressed up and go hit another rubber chicken dinner. So with that. We'll be right back. I'm going to finish and pick up with Steve Mestre of Giving Trail. Go to givingtrail.org and check him out. This is Jeff Hyman, your startup therapist based in Chicago, Illinois. And I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a very prosperous new year. Hello, I'm Andy from Junk King, Reno. Why would you call us instead of doing it yourself? There's lots of good reasons. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business, and we're fully licensed and bonded. And you don't have to wait in a long line at a landfill or transfer station. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Let us help you get ready for the holidays. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern, safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless, does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trained specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com. Hello, this is Marnie Swedler, your online mentor at Marnie.com. I want to wish all of the Sherry Hill Radio Show listeners a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. 
If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Nonprofit organizations are an increasingly crucial part of our society. They provide help to the needy, funds for good causes, education for living skills, social and medical services, environmental advocacy, and the list goes on and on. Today's nonprofits face powerful accountability pressures. Approximately 40 states have laws governing charitable solicitations that require charitable nonprofits to register with the state before soliciting residents of that state. This means that an online crowdfunding event for a Nevada charitable event hosted through a platform based in New York sending messages to potential donors known to be in Illinois have to wonder, which combination of these three states should our nonprofit be registered in? Well, that's a good question, one that savvy board members and staff members of charitable nonprofits are increasingly realizing they have to answer in order to responsibly raise funds using the internet or mobile technology, including crowdfunding. My guest today, Steve Mestre, marketing consultant for Giving Trail, a local 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting and supporting the charitable works of other organizations by using the power of the internet. They are a GuideStar bronze certified nonprofit. Their goal is to make it fun for donors, volunteers, and nonprofits to connect with a crowdfunding platform designed to promote transparency and accountability while lowering fundraising costs to keep nonprofits focused on their mission. So, Steve, let's just quickly first address the requirement of registering before a nonprofit starts a crowdfunding campaign and I do have a resource that I can recommend. So what what do you know as far as having to register? I'm I'm more the marketing end of it. There's an attorney and a, an accountant on on the actual um, nonprofit that you know their their uh, work through that labyrinth. Um, I do know the rules are changing all the time, and they're changing because I believe of the um, misappropriation of funds, and that's really what we're trying to lock down here. Um, the website is is project specific, so um, and it's only charitable organizations that can use it. No businesses, individuals, or political causes. So once an organization um, registers on the website, then they're going to get a phone call. Um, we don't put money into anybody's personal accounts; they have to be actual organization accounts. And we um, do follow up on that to make sure that they are a legitimate organization to use it. Um, now, once they do post a project, once that project is completed, we allow all the we invite all of the donors to come in and give them a rating. So, if there is any um, you know misappropriation of funds, and even one donor finds out about it, they can spill the beans. So, we've basically turned all the donors into watchdogs. Right. Well, what what has changed is now because this is all an online platform. So while I, you you set a good example, you know, everyone in the country is familiar with the wild horse issue, right? And so people that love horses from all over the United States, even all over the world, want to donate to preserving the wild Mustangs of Nevada. 
Well, because this is an online platform and I am reaching through social media, through people sharing the message and all of that to people all over the country, the laws are very specific. If I'm soliciting or raising funds from a donor in another state, then I, my nonprofit, have to be a registered charity in that state. So that's one of the things that people need to understand is we're not just raising funds from local donors anymore because we're a local nonprofit. And if you move into a crowdfunding platform, you need to register. So I have a great resource for those. It's called clearlycompliance.com. So you want to go check them out, make sure that you really understand what your requirements on may not be i think there's 40 states that have the laws on the books some don't but you want to know that before you jump into a crowdfunding campaign and then once that makes sense and you're going to go to a place like givingtrail.org which is who i'm talking to today steve to really help you get that campaign moving forward and to accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish and and whatever you do, don't go get into tax law and international banking rules because it makes it even more complicated. Yeah, no, this is this is just making sure that you're in compliance because if you're not in compliance, then there's it's very bad what can happen, and it's the state's attorney generals that usually are the first to make contact with you to go, hey, you're not registered in our state to solicit funds, and now we have a big problem. So just this is one of the transitional shifts of what has occurred as these local nonprofits move into crowdfunding and now they have global reach, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And isn't that exciting to have potential global reach by posting a local project? Well, when you think about it, because that's part of when you're helping people set up these projects, that's really part of what is occurring. So if I am someone who donates to this particular project and I have friends who are in other states that, you know, we think alike, we we believe in the same kinds of causes, and I hit those share buttons that say, oh, hey, come check this out, then that's really the goal. And, and, you know, the efficiency actually becomes even greater than that if you think about this as this technology develops. So once you, when you post a project, um, you have to understand part of it is obviously marketing, and people always act in their own self-interest. So the first question you have to ask is who do we benefit, maybe who have we benefited, and who will we benefit. Those are going to be your passionate donors. Um, but once that goes into a database, there's a search engine. So let's just play this out. Let's say, for example, that schools all over the country start to crowdfund their technology, new computer labs. Simultaneously, so the so they would go to the parents, and then the parents share, and it gets to grandma and grandpa and the neighbor whose kid will be going to that school, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So but let's say simultaneously a major computer company decides they're going to put some serious money into this particular cause, and they're going to break it up by population. So maybe they say, okay, we've got $100 million for this. California's going to get $20 million. Nevada's going to get 200000 They could potentially come to the website, type in Nevada in this type of cause, and up would pop all the projects that are directly in sync with how they want to deploy their money. So it can really create an efficiency in that whole grant writing world as well um, to match institutional money on top, layering over the top of crowdfunding. So there's, there's some pretty amazing efficiencies that are 
built into this whole crowdfunding concept. Right. Well, one of the things that always fascinates me, especially because I work with a lot of nonprofits and, you know, they don't have a dedicated fundraising professional. And in mindset, as we have been talking about throughout this program, the typical way to go fundraise is we throw a gala, we host a golf tournament, we do some kind of an event that doesn't really support the mission of the organization. And so any nonprofit today, without having to pay this position called fundraising professional or development officer within the organization, this seems like a lot easier for me as a smaller, newer organization to really gain some traction and potentially build the awareness, right, and credibility around what I'm doing. Well, not only that, but there's there's a there's a, a kind of a long term approach here, and the thought process is: that, say, for example, that you're surviving off of a, a, a foundation, and they're giving you the chunk of your money that you that you you know live off of. You know, if that foundation loses its capacity to donate to you, or the board changes and they want to redeploy, you're completely vulnerable. So this is a tool where if you start now and start small and start creating a a broad base of smaller donors that that become loyal to you because you've really connected them with their donation, your vulnerability goes way down. Not only that, but in the meantime, you're increasing your capacity as long as you still have that that commitment from that foundation or that institutional money. So, you know, if you're a long-term thinker, this is a tool that you should be starting to really think about putting in play, even on a very small, limited scale, until you and your donors get used to it. All right. Well, and from the, the younger generation, this is how they're going to donate. Oh, absolutely. They're, I mean, they, they're all about convenience and time, and privacy really isn't a big issue to them. Um, by the way, that's something is, you know, we are a secured website, so uh, there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get to those levels of, of security. Um, and the only thing we really store is just email, so there's not really any major, you know, prize at the end if uh, somebody were to spend the tremendous amount of energy it would take to hack and they're not really going to get anything. It's completely encrypted. Right. So just quickly, give me some ideas of some different projects. Obviously, we had the one where we want to, you know, put computers in schools. But you also mentioned this is a great way to potentially find volunteers or board members or other people that can support your nonprofit. Yeah, so there's a couple of ways here. One is that, again, that search engine, you can search by location, and maybe your criteria is only projects that need volunteers. So somebody's new to town and they type in, they go to the website, they type in, you know, Reno, volunteer opportunities, and and let's just say that the, the local animal shelter had a project up. They were trying to build more stalls or something, and they, they needed volunteers to walk the dogs. Well, you love animals, and so you make the connection. You go down there, and that starts the relationship. So maybe at first it's nothing more than a volunteer, but that volunteer then maybe grows into a donor and then a passionate donor and then a major donor. So um, it's just a tool to facilitate relationships and connect people with uh, to give meaning, meaning to people's lives to be able to engage. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't learned this lesson yet, giving back to your community, you will get so much more out of it. And it won't necessarily be apparent at first, but trust me on this. You're, it gives meaning to life. 
by helping others. Well, and, and also it's a great way to really, as you've mentioned multiple times, this is how you build relationship with people. Any more relationships are built online, and then if you're in your local community, it comes offline, and now you go and, like you say, go walk the dogs or swing the hammer or do whatever is necessary. But what a great way to really find out what is going on in our community? What are the nonprofits that are out there? How can I support that? But guess what? If you're not online and you're not using a platform, I'm never going to find you. Well, that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, now with uh, mobile technology, I mean, so many people are connected. It's just becoming, you know, I mean, I can only imagine what it was like in the transition between telephone and telegraph and, you know, the resistance that happened and then, you know, smartphones and it's just getting to be an amazing tool to connect people. And that's why I think this truly is going to ultimately be the future of fundraising. Right now, it's nothing more than another arrow in the quiver that should be started out small and and grow it. But I think ultimately, as executive directors realize how much efficiency and how relieved they are to be able to just spend their time working on their mission rather than trying to organize off-mission fundraisers, um, it will become a preferred tool. I really, truly believe that. I do, too. So that's awesome. So Those listening, you want to go check out givingtrail.org. If you are working in a nonprofit, if you're a volunteer, if you're on a board, if you are interested in really helping those organizations within our own community, what a great resource and a tool we have right here. Giving Trail. We'll be right back. This is Mike Fossey, Registered Principal at Financial Educators Network in Fort Collins, Colorado, and in here in Reno, Nevada. I want to wish everyone listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Karen Jensen, founder and president of HRC, the Human Resource Connection. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. This will be an exciting radio show for business owners to help find balance between your people and your business. Don't miss this fantastic radio show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. Hello, I'm Andy Cassidy from Junk King, Reno. The guests are coming to your home for the holidays, but are you ready? We're here to help you. Junk King can help you clear out the spare room or any part of your home that needs rubbish, trash, or junk removed so you can have space you need for your guest. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. 
We're fully licensed and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Let us help you get ready for the holidays. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. This is Steve Mastry, marketing consultant at Giving Trail. I want to wish everyone listening to Sherry Hill Radio Show a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. As crowdfunding makes gains in popularity, the battle for page views and pledges has become increasingly competitive, especially on portal sites that feature thousands of live projects at once. My guest is Steve Mestre, marketing consultant for Giving Trail, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps leverage the power of the internet and social media to increase charitable productivity. They exist to support schools, universities, churches, research institutions, governmental agencies, local and national service organizations, and other charitable or nonprofit groups, chapters, and clubs. If you belong to a charitable organization, they provide the easiest path to crowdfunding so that your project is a success. Check them out at givingtrail.org. So, Steve, based on your experience and the services you offer through Giving Trail, what is it that you do that's different or proven to help nonprofit organizations optimize their campaigns for success? Well, I would say, first of all, we have a very simple four-page steps uh, that you go through on each page. I mean, and then once you're done, you've done a mini business plan and you post your project. Once you post your project, you have a link to your web page within the website, and that's very unique to you. <clears throat> that is what you want to give to people to be able to go get quality information about what you're doing, who benefits, what's the budget, a detailed line item budget, including a line item, quite frankly, for administration overhead for the 501c3s. It's very important to recognize that. Um, and you're now tying their productivity to their to your donation. Um, ultimately, the goal and what we do, I think, that is really unique. Now, there are so many websites out there, but the main ones that we have uh, taken a look at is that we really do require that detailed line item budget, and but we also require them to come back and post the result because we're going to email the donors and say, come back and review that. So we hold their feet to the fire. But the real strength in this website is that once you complete a project and you've done that and donors come in and they can give you a rating, building your, your reputation, the next time you post a project as an organization, it will email all of your previous donors. So that institutional knowledge is saved on the website. And that's really powerful when you have people who turn over in these charitable organizations. You know, the, uh, the executive director may leave, the fundraising chair may leave, um, the president of the PTA may leave because they're no longer, their kids are no longer in the school. So it makes it very, very easy for the next person to just step in and keep running with it, and it just grows itself with each project. So we're talking about marketing now, right, which is my favorite subject. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, this is the thing. You know, when you talk about marketing, it, it sounds like sort of a scary word, and it doesn't need to be. And you don't need to have a uh, – you know, you don't need to be a professor to be good at it, quite honestly. What you need to do is once you post your project is you need to ask yourself, well, okay, who do we benefit? 
maybe who have we benefited and who will we benefit. Those are your passionate donors. But it's also a really powerful tool to give to your board of directors as an executive director um, and have them start emailing that link with a request to family and friends to make donations. So your board of directors, their job is, part of their job is to help create awareness and raise money, right? And so this is an incredibly powerful tool to get them to do it and do it in a very short order. I mean, it does not take long. And if they, if you had 10 directors and each one emailed 100 people, <laughs> that's a lot of personal requests going out there. And quite frankly, the, the difference between a direct request and a post on social media is vast because social media, I believe, gets the word out. Like if you post on Facebook or LinkedIn um, but what it really drives donations is that direct email, that ask to somebody. And, and like I said, it could be simply a quid pro quo. I've donated in the past to something you believe in. Now it's your turn to support me. It could be a business relationship or it could be that they struck a nerve with somebody. Um, but it really does imp- – it changes the relationship with your donors. It really empowers them to become true um, uh, you know, drivers of additional um, uh, donations through just how they interact with their family and friends. Right. Well, and, yeah. and part of the marketing is telling the story. I just think nonprofits – really have not tapped into the power of the video and all the ways that they can communicate more effectively, the story, the testimonials, the gosh, this is how we change somebody's life, and they really don't take advantage of it. However, going through a campaign like this, you kind of force them to do that. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, this is your, when you finish a project, that's your golden opportunity to tell your donors, this is what your money did. And that's how you forge that relationship where the next time you go to ask for money, they're going to be there for you and they'll become more passionate when they see that their money is really making a difference. Nine out of 10 donors do not donate a second time. That number will come down significantly when you just make the connection that your donation made a difference that didn't just go into some black hole. So telling that story at the end is part of the process that you should be thinking about when it comes day, the day to do the project. You know, be taking pictures and videos and, and be ready to start writing that great story about how people made a difference by helping you help the community. I really love the fact that you created this, and so I would encourage people to go out to givingtrail.org. Whatever your capacity in a nonprofit, you want to know that this resource exists, unless, of course, you are excited about attending another gala or another golf tournament or some other way that really just does not foster the mission of the nonprofit. This is our community, and it is going to be what we make it. So I encourage you to engage. You get so much more out of life by just engaging. Go out there and find out things that you can be passionate about and and work with other good people and expand your friendships and, and grow that comfort bubble around you. You know, we get so comfortable with a certain environment that we don't push that comfort level. And, you know, it takes a lot sometimes to step out there and be a volunteer the first time. If you're willing to make that step, boy, you'll get so much reward for that, for having done that. It seems like 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Get involved in that 20%. It's just so much more fun and so much more exhilarating, exciting, and gives meaning to your everyday existence. As someone who donates to nonprofits, you know, one of the, the huge things is always, you know, how much money actually goes to the cause versus admin or marketing or whatever. And what an awesome platform to really be able to track I gave you $100, and I know exactly where my $100 was spent. I believe that transparency and accountability build trust. 
and trust is really that glue that cements the relationship between a donor and the organization. Awesome. Well, Steve, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you sharing and creating this just amazing platform, givingtrail.org. I'm sure that our paths will cross again. Thank you, Sherry. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show.